Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, you know what's been going on is I've been thinking a lot about curling bond spiels mm-hmm. and how much fun they are, but it's the middle of summer. So how are we going to get our bond spiel fix? Uh-huh. And then, you know, you came to me with this great idea for this episode today. Well, it's, it's not so much my great idea. It's that uh, it's a wonderful turn of events that the Glitter Bomb Spiel is back after a two-year hiatus due to the COVID pandemic. This is the event that takes place every year or normally every year on the Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada, Columbus Day weekend or Indigenous Peoples Day uh, weekend in the United States. So it's a long weekend in both Canada and the United States. It is the United States' first LGBTQ2 plus bond spiel held at the Potomac Curling Club, which services what in Canada we would call the National Capital Region. What, what do they call it in the United States, Scott? What would I what would I say is is that area? Uh the Del Marva, Sean, Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. Del Marva. Okay. Is that a real thing or are you making that up? No, that's a real thing. I think uh, Wale talked about that in his uh, rap albums from the mid-aughts. Okay. I'm really hip, so (laughs) there you go. Uh, Yeah, like a big catchment area. The the club itself is located partway between uh, Washington and Baltimore there. So, And this uh, Spielshine, it seems to me like it sells out like that like it's so popular and we were just we wanted to find out more about it right what why is it so popular why is it so fun and we had a chance to talk to a, a couple people from there yeah so uh very uh excited that uh, tammy moyer and courtney shaw courtney's one of the organizers tammy plays in this event uh had some time to come on talk to us about the glitter spiel its return a bit of the history of it, uh, its significance to both the local community, uh, the local curling community and the LGBTQ2 plus community. I uh, really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, really appreciate. Uh, I, I always do this to people, Scott, where I say, oh, let's talk for about 20 minutes. And then I take much longer than 20 minutes uh, of talking to them. Uh, so I'm always thankful uh, that people are patient with me when uh, I go way over what I say I'm going to do. Well, you know, uh, when you get on having a good conversation, uh, why wrap it up artificially? You know, uh, we're not we're not on radio anymore. We don't have to get out for traffic and weather at the top of the clock. So just keep going. That's what we did. So uh, without any further ado, let's get right into our wonderful chat with Tammy Moyer and Courtney Shaw. All right. And Tammy Moyer and Courtney Shaw join us now. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you. Terrific. I'm 
I'm great. <laughs> well, we're, we're very excited to have you here to talk about the Glitter Bomb Spiel, which is back after a two-year hiatus. Uh, it was announced, uh, the date's in the fall, and registration is opening up for general registration. So we're all uh, very excited that this Bomb Spiel is back. Uh, so, Courtney, let's, let's start with you because you're on the organizing team what has the last couple of years been like? What has the process been like to try to put this bond spiel back to a very popular spiel, uh, put it back together in the midst of everything going on? Yeah, it was it was a tough couple of years. In 2020, um, we had to make the difficult decision to cancel. I think all of us, when the pandemic got started, thought, oh, well, you know, by October, obviously everything will at least be somewhat back to normal. And our plans had moved forward to to keep having the event. Uh, but as the date got closer, it was clear that uh, things were not going to be back to normal. And we did not think it would be in the best interest to have an event so early in the season, not knowing how things would go. And in the end, uh, our whole season got canceled anyways. So it... Mm-hmm. It was it was a tough one. It's a an event that is obviously very close to my heart, and I'm happy uh, to be a part of it every year. And then you know to have a couple cancellations has been disappointing. Uh, we were really excited to get going in January again, but then with the the post holiday case surges, we had to cancel again. Um, and now I'm extra excited because uh, I had the the great experience of participating in now. The second LGBTQ plus bond spiel in the United States out in uh, the Granite Curling Club in Seattle this summer uh, over the rainbow. It was fantastic. I had a wonderful time. Got to see a lot of friends, both from U.S. and Canada, who participated in our event. Um, and it really uh, got me got me excited to get get the planning going and and really get things going for Glitter 2022. So. Yeah, that that's awesome. And and Tammy, from your end, not having the spiel as someone who's played in it, uh, what what was that like for you? Especially when it was planned for January and then unfortunately had to be uh, canceled this January. Just what has not having the spiel for the couple of years been like uh, as someone who participates in it? Well, it had a special disappointment for me because being a newly out trans woman, I had made the decision that I was going to present my true self for the first time to the club at glitter bomb. Mm-hmm. And then it was canceled. So it really kind of shook up my plans about how I was going to come out to the world and really begin showing myself the way I wanted to be to everyone. And it was kind of crushing at first, but at least it gave me a little bit of a kick in the pants and made me decide that, okay, I'm just going to go through the process of coming out to everyone and preparing them and, spent the entirety of the spring season as myself and having to figure out how to adjust my delivery for new anatomy. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and it's good that there was a spring season uh, out there mm-hmm. at, the, at the club that everyone could at least get on the ice a little bit, even if the spiel itself didn't happen. So for anyone who doesn't know about the glitter spiel, what is the general size of it? Because from afar, 
one, it seems like there's way more people, uh, when I see images of it, way more people than could possibly be curling uh, <laughs> on the ice. Like, it just, it looks like that, uh, that a lot of people come out for it. But how many teams are we talking about? Uh, and, and generally, what are the other events that take place around it other than the games on the ice? So it's a 24-team event. Uh, we generally start with an opening party on Thursday for teams that have arrived early. Um, we try to host that event um, in, uh, you know, like a local brewery or somewhere that is uh, LGBTQ plus friendly. Um, we have also had events usually on, you know, Friday night dinner and such. We uh, curling starts Friday morning and then on Saturday is usually our drag queen. Um, we've had three different drag queen uh, drag queens who participated in the event. Um, I think the the most popular was the second year. Uh, we actually had her out on the ice uh, delivering a raw. It was like quite <laughs> ridiculous um, in a red sequin ball gown. Wow. Um, fortunately, I uh, I ha know the ice maker, so we we were okay with that. But uh, <laughs> uh, that was a really special uh, time to have her out and delivering a stone in quite quite the getup. Um, and then we finish up on Sunday uh, around noon with our finals. Um, but but there's always food. We we provide all the food for the event, so um, people are at the club hanging out all the time. Um, it's nice. Usually we have it over the holiday weekend, which allows people the opportunity to stay if they want to stay till Monday. This year we had to adjust the, the weekend. Um, so that's, it's the weekend after, uh, our usual, uh, Canadian Thanksgiving and, uh, Columbus day slash indigenous people's day. So, um, but hopefully everybody will still come out and have a really good time and, uh, enjoy, DC and the event. Mm -hmm. I've so, always noticed. Sorry, uh, Scott, sorry, sorry, Scott. You, you've worked as an ice maker before. How would you feel about a red sequent ball game, um, <laughs> out on the ice? Yeah, that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that'd be tough to get out, but uh, I'm sure that the spectacle was well worth uh, the effort put in by the ice makers after that. Um, I, I wanted to, to know. I've. Uh, I'm under the impression that this event uh, it sells out like you know, really fa really fast. It has teams that are lined up to enter it. Um, any any tips on you know if people want to enter it, uh, how, how to go about it? Well, this year uh, there are going to be a, not a huge number of spots available, not as many as usual, because we are honoring the registrations for people who were going to come in January. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, we have uh, a number of teams that are signed up already. Um, but I would just recommend logging in as soon as that registration <laughs> opens up. Uh, and, and I'd like to put in a reminder for everybody that we do accept single registrations as well. Um, I put together teams, uh, for people who, you know, maybe don't have, uh, other curlers from their club or their community that can join them in the event. We still think it's really important for everybody to have an opportunity mm -hmm. to, to participate in the event. And I'll, I'll turn that one over to Tammy because she has participated in, in teams in that respect. 
So I'm going to say, please have people sign up as individuals. I need teammates. I am signed up as an individual right now. Uh, so I really would like some other people to play with and enjoy the company of through the weekend. That's actually how I did it as well in 2019. So I signed up as an individual. I ended up with one of my friends from the curling club who also signed up as an individual who I actually played in the five and under circuit with for a couple of years. I uh, was also signed up and on my team. And then at the same time, we got two people uh, from other parts of the country coming in. And uh, while our team wasn't terribly competitive, it didn't matter because every single one of us had an absolutely amazing time all weekend long. And that was really what we were all there for. It was mm -hmm. the experience. And especially for me, that that year was the first time I was letting anyone in the world know I was gender non-conforming. So really Glitter Bomb has been kind of one of those uh, types of experiences for me, at least, that's been really formative. And I'm looking forward to this year, just being able to use it as a part of extending myself further. Mm -hmm. Now, Tammy, you, you talk about the, the bond spiel being part of that process for you. What is it about the spiel and the people that, made you feel and makes you feel comfortable uh, sharing yourself, being open uh, within that, that setting? Well, first off, the Potomac Curling Club has always been extremely uh, involved in the LGBTQ community. We have so many people who are part of it who are already at our club. I mean, obviously, we're supportive of the community. We're the ones who made Glitter Bomb as the very first LGBTQIA plus bond spiel in the United States. We are a community that's always really been involved with supporting that. And so I felt very safe coming out. Uh, I had already received support uh, along the way from some individuals who I had come out to initially. So it just felt right to start to bring myself out in that way and really just wanting to kind of do something special to bring myself forward with the curling club. At, I started coming out to my teammates and people I was playing against during the entire fall season uh, last year. I don't think I had a single negative reaction from anybody. I've got so much support. I've had people immediately asking me, so when are you going to join women's league? Probably this coming season. Uh, but however, it's the immediate acceptance, immediate involvement. And I never expected anything different from our club. Awesome. And who who is in and around the club? Like, like obviously you draw from the D.C. area and the surrounding. We talked about my general lack of the of knowledge of the, the geography of the various states and, and where everything sits. Uh, but what is the general composition of the club and how much of that makes up the bond spiel? Like how much are the is the local group around during the spiel? Well, our club draws from pretty far. Uh, there's people that come from close to the Pennsylvania border. Um, Over the Pennsylvania border. Dan Kennedy comes all the way from Harrisburg. Oh, wow. wow. I don't think I, I didn't know he mm. came that far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a pretty wide reach just because we don't have a ton of regional clubs um, mm -hmm. in the U.S. the way, way you do up in Canada. So we have a pretty, pretty wide reach. Um, for the event, we see, we do see a lot of uh, local players because we have a really great uh, community at our club. And we feel like it's important for them to be able to participate in the event as well. Um, I have a number of uh, friends from the club that help organize different aspects of the event. Um, I usually 
have a, a core a co-coordinator, Lori Yi, and uh, this year have another new co-coordinator, uh, Kyle Snyder, who's been participating in the event for basically since the beginning and, you know, helped to, to get it off the ground. So, you know, our community is really supportive. I'm hoping this year to try to draw in more non-community members to, to support us as well so that the folks are, who are playing can focus on the event. Um, it's always hard with an event that's early in the season. People kind of, you know, are, are not as, as much getting back into curling and getting in, involved. And because of the distance that people travel to our club, sometimes we struggle a little bit with volunteership. But, um, but you know, in the end, we always make it work. We have a lot of volunteers at our club who help out. Um, I, I am terrible with kitchen preparations and I'm, I'm really lucky every year to have people who support us in the kitchen and make wonderful food. Uh, that's the one thing I feel like everybody always compliments, but at the end of the event and I can take no credit cause that's, that is not my wheelhouse, but, but yeah, so there's a lot of volunteers and, um, you know, and even friends, uh, and other folks from the community will come out and, and check out the event. The gardens, which is our, um, we're attached to a hockey rink. Uh, we have dedicated ice in our own building, but we're attached to a larger hockey rink and they usually put, put it up on the, the billboard for us, um, out front so that people know the event is going on. So yeah. I think it's 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 a good festive environment and uh, very supportive and I feel I feel lucky every year to be a part of it because um, I have gotten a lot of feedback from folks like Tammy who you know this this event means a lot to them to be able to come out and curl with their community. Our warm room is absolutely hopping during the event too. We don't have a huge space, so it gets really intimate and really. Uh, it's a real great energy. Just everybody is so happy and so energetic and involved together. It was a really special experience. Uh, the last time the tournament was held. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, that's Bonspiel organizing 101, really have good food, have good people around and make sure the bar is open. I mean, really everything else kind of <laughs> tends to fall in itself, right? Like there's, there's not, I mean, other things are nice, but those are the things you got to get right. Yeah. 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 And uh, when you have a gay bond spiel, you have to have plenty of champagne. That's what <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So what is the competition level like? I, I'm a little curious about this. Uh, anyone who's listened mm -hmm. to us for a while knows I've used a glitter bomb spiel shot in one of our name that shot episodes that I've done before. Uh, so I, I've, I've seen some of the, the players throw, but in general, like, Obviously, the point of the spiel is not the curling and the competition itself. Like who wins is is not the key here. But when you go out, you, you want to make your shots and you're winning is, is nice <laughs> when it happens for sure. So uh, for anyone who comes to the, the club to either watch or to participate, uh, what is the expectation of the curling itself? I know, Tim, you said you've participated in five and under league before when you first started. So maybe for someone like you who is newer to the sport potentially when you got into the spiel, how did you feel about the competition out there? 
Uh, by the time I was uh, at the 2019 spiel, I was a uh, sixth year, almost seventh. And at this point, I'm a ninth year curler. So I think those days are kind of in my rear view mirror. But uh, at the same time, uh, there were some players there that are absolutely world class and some extremely highly competitive teams. I mean, our club always seems to have high quality players around at the upper end of our play. We have the Clawson family as part of our club, uh, who's always, and their eldest is now competing at uh, United States uh, Olympic tryouts. And we get great people at our club competition wise. I know we had, uh, who was the gold line rep? I know she is extremely well known. Yeah, so we've been really lucky to partner with uh, Aaron Flowers from Goldline, and um, and actually the first year we had the event, uh, you know, I was hosting this new event, so I recruited myself some good players and uh, was playing with Britt O'Neill, uh, former Ontario Provincial yeah. Champion, uh, mm-hmm. and Debbie McCormick, former uh, U.S. National Champion. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a great luck to like organize it and put ringers on your team. I don't know if that's like, know if that's the greatest look in the world. I don't know. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have other people that are just there to have fun. So there were some great games where we missed a whole lot of shots, but drank a whole lot of alcohol and enjoyed the heck out of ourselves. So, yeah. 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 And this year uh, I actually just got a registration in my email for Greg Smith. So we're going to have another, uh, another Canadian provincial champion. So um, I think it will be a, a you know, I think, it, it, as Tammy says, it, there, it sort of runs the spectrum. We have um, some more competitive teams and then folks who are – everybody's out there just to have fun, but um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good curlers that come to the event as well. So it's it's a good atmosphere, I think. Yeah. yeah. If, if Greg Smith's going to be there, you might want to leave a door or a window open. Let, let sort of the sound escape. Uh, when he's out there on the ice a little bit, he can echo uh, a lot. Uh, Greg Smith, fun guy. He's been on the show before. We love, certainly love Greg mm-hmm. Smith uh, here, but he, he can get a little animated uh, out there uh, for sure. <laughs> no question about it. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I'm very much looking forward. I've been trying to get him to come for a couple of years now, and uh, I'm happy that mm-hmm. he'll finally be joining us. Yeah. Uh, now, Courtney, I, I cut you off, but did you win that first one with, Deb McCormick, Bridoni. Like, I hope you won the the spiel. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, we did win. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. So and, you know, and to be clear, I didn't set out to have that team. I <laughs> messaged Brit about coming, and then she was on my team, and she she was actually the person who got Aaron involved uh, in mm-hmm. the event, and um, and so she. Then when Aaron was involved and Goldline was involved at that time, um, Debbie was was working a lot with them. And that's how she ended up uh, coming as well and then playing on my team. <laughs> but no, I don't. I, I actually didn't totally try to do that, but I wasn't complaining. It It's always fun to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Scott, that's probably what we've done wrong at the Gordy Perry Spiel is that we try to play against people like that. Um, yeah, that's right. Them, yeah, we've we got to them on our team. Yeah, we've we've uh, had the pleasure of playing against Brit and uh, losing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's told me about that event. I think it yeah. sounds great. Pretty fun. Pretty yeah, fun. Really good time. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I, I'm curious about like this comes up somewhat frequently on the the Twitter account, and and it it's been mentioned here too. This is the first uh, LGBTQ2 uh, plus bond spiel in the United States, and I'm curious as a result. What significance does this event hold for the LGBTQ2 plus community uh, in general, both maybe locally, but even broader, just having that event, having that presence, having it be something that, at least in the curling community, I think is is pretty widely known. Uh, like just what does that mean uh, for the community in general? Like what's the significance of it? Well, I think what it really says is that we as a curling community believe that curling really should be for everyone, should be inclusive, and should be a way to bring people together. And that's really just what the spirit of curling should always be, is bringing more people together, bringing more acceptance, bringing more camaraderie. And that's really what it said to me, is it said, this is a place for me to be comfortable, to be out, and to want to be myself. So that's what it meant to me. I think for me, um, it was a really good opportunity for me to get more involved. Um, I am a bisexual woman who was married for many years to a man. And so I hadn't really uh, been as involved in in that aspect of the community. And and it's been really great for me to, uh, to be able to do this and kind of give back because I feel like it's, it's been a really important part of my life that I didn't, didn't really appreciate before. And so um, I feel very lucky in that respect. I also have had the opportunity, um, the door was open for me in hosting this event to get more involved uh, in DEI activities with USA curling. And so um, I uh, both, Myself and my co-coordinator, Laura, we um, have participated in uh, working with USA Curling on our transgender curling policy, which um, at the time when we started this event had just been uh, rewritten. And we we got involved in uh, making some edits to try to make that policy more inclusive. And uh, it's it's gotten us involved with with some other really amazing people who are part of this uh, LGBTQIA plus subcommittee that we've been working on. Um, it's a really difficult time in the United States right now uh, for transgender athletes, and um, it's a really important time for us to uh, stick with each other in, in messaging and in opportunities for community. Um, I I think the thing, and, you know, I don't want to take this, I think this is something hopefully Tammy has kind of touched on, but from my experiences with other transgender curlers, you know, I, I really feel like curling offers this community that uh, is so important. And um, I just, my, my personal goal is to always try to make it as inclusive as possible. And my hope is, uh, as we keep having this event, we'll see more of them pop up, like over the rainbow. There was supposed to be another one in 2020 that got canceled because of uh, pandemic. But I'm hoping mm -hmm. our goal is to try to get a circuit of these events like you have in Canada um, mm -hmm. of gay curling events just to really foster community and, and you know, 
emphasize the importance of sport to to all all athletes. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say right now, thank you for being part of the committee who made those rules because it's made it so much more comfortable to come out and made me have so much more confidence that I still had a place inside curling as I began this journey and my transition this year. So it's been really nice to know that was there and in place. And uh, especially that our club's policy pretty much is the USCA policy or what became it. So I knew it was coming from a good place. Yeah. And as you say, it's been a difficult time for sure. Certainly the the swimming uh, organizations. Uh, the, 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 I think that's the the most recent one that I've seen. Um, so yeah, it's it's good that uh, USA Curling is is leading the way uh, in the other direction. And you know, there, I think there's little things that don't maybe seem like big things that that can be done, like open leagues, for instance. Right, that's a pretty easy uh, step that that can be taken in a lot of places. And the other thing, and we've said this on the show before, having uh, inclusive leagues. Uh, and I'll use the example at the Ottawa Curling Club, the uh, Rainbow League used to be, I think, started with two draws on Sunday afternoons. Now it's three draws on Sundays, and it's overflowed so much that they have to do Saturdays every now and again to get all the games in. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it It's such a financial benefit, too, uh, to the club to have all those people in, in in what would otherwise be a not very busy time. Like. You, you know, if you if you don't want to do it for the reasons of being inclusive and like a, a, a you know a decent human being, there's a, a financial incentive to do these things as well, right? If you need that uh, to do it, so these are things that all curling facilities uh, can implement. I think very easily uh, to great benefit. So, uh, Tammy and Courtney, uh, is there anything else that you want to say just about the spiel about your experiences? Uh, in the sport and maybe ways that uh, little things that, that people can do to uh, be supportive uh, of the community and, and encourage uh, inclusivity in their clubs. I'd say that the thing that's been most uh, supportive within my, the Potomac environment has just been that there's been zero hesitation to respect my name and pronouns. Uh, when I went to get a new name tag. I did it with my new name and my pronouns on it. No one has had a single problem respecting that. Ultimately, that's one of the biggest things for any trans person is just have your identity respected. Uh, And then to make the spaces available for those who are comfortable using them. I really didn't make use of locker rooms or the women's league this season because I wanted to kind of get my own bearings within the facility, the leagues, the community. But as the season went along, I just knew more and more that I was being accepted and receiving the support of everyone else. And it's why next year I probably will be playing in women's league because I know that I'm welcome there and it's a supportive, inclusive uh, group for me. So I hope that every trans man or trans woman can similarly find themselves welcome into all the spaces that match their current identity. That's what I most hope for the T part of the community. Yeah. I don't know that I can say much more than that. Cause I think that really, you know, it's just, it's just being present and being open and just remembering how important this, our little community is to, to everybody who plays. And, you know, I think for me, that's what I always keep coming back to is, is, you know, my curling community and this, this LGBTQ plus community that, 
you know, kind of little group of people um, have really made all the difference for me in, in my life and, and getting this event going. And it's just, it just feels great. And I love doing it. The funny mm-hmm. thing is when you start out, you don't know how many of us are out there. And then when you come out and you start putting yourself out there, you realize just how large a group we really account for and find so many more places and support networks and new accepting groups. So it's part of also what makes this type of event so important is because it does just help show people, especially some people in areas where they have to be a little more hidden or a little more subtle about who they are, just how many people are out there and how much life really can be rewarding when you make the steps forward to be your true self. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well said. Um, thank you both. I want to thank you both for uh, being here and, and spreading knowledge about this bond spiel. Uh, so lastly, I'll, I'll ask for, you know, the Twitter handles, the website, the plugs for how people can get in touch and get involved. All of the information, uh, you can find at curldc.org, which is the Potomac Curling Club website. Um, but, you know, both Potomac, uh, Potomac's on all social media and, um, Potomac you know, Curling we... Club on Facebook and on Twitter. Real easy to find. Yeah. Awesome. And again, July 5th, uh, if there's space open early, it's Tuesday, uh, get up early and uh, sign up as an individual or as a team. Uh, Tammy needs teammates. So individuals uh, sign up, play with Tammy. That'd be fun. So uh, yeah. definitely Please. check it all out and check the show notes. We will link to uh, all that stuff uh, down below. So uh, again, Tammy Moyer, Courtney Shaw, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks thank you for Sean. having me. All right. And there you have it. Our chat with Tammy Moyer, Courtney Shaw. And again, we thank them for their time. And Scott, uh, we've seen pictures of it. We've seen video of the bomb spiel. Maybe, I, maybe not this year, but when it goes back to the Thanksgiving weekend, that strikes me as maybe a good 2023 bond spiel option. I think so, Sean. I think so. Uh, it was so nice to hear uh, from both Tammy and Courtney about how important the spiel is to them, how much fun they have ev- every year, uh, and how much fun it's going to be now that it's back. Like uh, maybe a couple of years of pent up energy. It's yeah. going to be uh, a super, super fun weekend. So yeah, this, this year might be tough, uh, as you said, but once it gets back to that long weekend, uh, yeah, I'm thinking we, we put a game of stones team in. Yeah. We'll probably need a better pun, but we could, we have time. <laughs> we have a better time pun than the name of our show. Oh my goodness. Well, I, well, for that particular spiel, uh, right. After we got, after we, after we got off the recording part, uh, Tammy and Courtney shared some of the team names and, uh, so we need to be in that line of things, right? We'd have to, yeah, okay. Out, you know, we would need to step it up a bit. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so if you are interested again, check the show notes, uh, I'll link to everything for that mm-hmm. spiel and, uh, really, uh, so happy that it's back. It's going to be a good time for everybody, uh, there in October. So I think that's going to do it for this week with one thing. I also want to add Scott, I know that we were talking about the glitter bomb spiel, this week, but I did receive an email about another bond spiel that is back in action in the fall from the Wine Country Curling Club out there in Roseville, California. Scott, their crush bond spiel on Labor Day weekend is back for 2022 at the Skate Town Ice. 
up there in Roseville. So uh, really good times. Uh, starts on Friday afternoon, continues to the middle of the day on Sunday, which means that if you're traveling for it, you can use the holiday Monday to return home. So it uh, looks like a good time out there. And they're doing pool play, which I know not everyone likes, but I very much prefer pool play to ABC draws because you know your schedule in advance. In advance, yes. Uh, and you don't have to play that game where you're like, oh, man, I, I kind of would prefer to lose given <laughs> if the <laughs> options of the time slot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not having to play that game is is pretty good. And of course, we uh, we got to talk to some players from the club there back in 2020. So uh, pretty pretty fun uh, to hear that that spiel is back. Yeah, yeah. Always fun to hear uh, hear about spiels coming back. So if you're interested in heading out to wine country in California uh, over the long weekend in September, I believe it's the second, third, fourth uh, is the long weekend uh, this year. So uh, please do uh, check that out. I will also put that link down in the show notes below if you are interested. One other thing that is of note, Scott. Uh, it is the second to the fourth, but because it's California and it is September, but mostly because it's California, they have outside broom stacking. Ah, oh, yes, of course, of course. And uh, I'm sure they'll have an excellent wine selection uh, at their bar. And, you know, the wine is sort of the 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 marquee attraction there yeah. in uh, the Sonoma Valley and uh, in wine uh, whatever else it's called. <laughs> In yeah, in wine country, the wine gets top billing, but I'll I'll have you know that the beer is pretty good as well. Okay, I happen to know there's quite a few excellent breweries in that uh, area of the country. So uh, whether it's beer, whether it's wine, whatever is your poison, you'll have a nice place to enjoy it outside with the yeah, broom stacking. And, uh, yeah, just don't get don't get uh, the short straws, the designated driver. Or use Uber or something, you know, like make sure we're getting around yeah. safely uh, when doing that. But yeah, so uh, uh, very much uh, would encourage you to check that out if you're interested. And certainly the bomb spiel as well. Uh, we are big fans mm -hmm. of these these events. So uh, do check those out. And with that, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We know we took a bit of a break, if you want to say it was a break. The schedule isn't what the schedule I thought would be through June. But, you know, that happens sometimes. And uh, we are geared up for the rest of the summer. Uh, we should be here the rest of the way until that uh, Labor Day weekend. So do subscribe if you have not yet. Wherever it is you get your podcast, do the likes, rating, comments, all that good stuff. Helps other people find the show. Keeps us growing. You can also hit us up over on GameOfStonesPod.com. All the past episodes are there, plus a link to the merch with t-shirt proceeds to Food Banks Canada, all of the proceeds to the Sandra Schmerler Foundation. We match those and send those off periodically. Uh, so do check those out. I will note that the merch sales are not as swift in the summer because the majority of the items are winter items uh, mm -hmm. that are on the site. Uh, but if you want to, you want to get psyched up for winter, we're past the summer solstice. Before you know it, there's going to be snow on the ground. Uh, so, you know, happy summer everybody uh it's short enjoy it uh but get yourself set for the winter with uh two cody all that good stuff 
And of course, you can follow along with everything we got going on on social media, Instagram, Twitter, at Game of Stones Pod, Facebook, at Game of Stones Podcast. And you can reach out. Let us know what you want to hear on the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So Scott, big long weekend here in both Canada and the United States. What is your favorite long weekend food? Hmm. Well, I'm thinking of the foods that we are going to have this long weekend. But Sean, it's it's got to be uh, a nice, big, juicy hot dog on the on the barbecue, hot dogs, hamburgs. That's uh, that's peak peak long weekend uh, fare. Yeah, I, we're not uh, having I, any I of those. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I I think I might try this week, and I have two hot dogs in the freezer. And I have one roll of puff pastry left from Christmas. I think I might try to do of my own little version of a corn dog type thing here and uh, see if that works. And if not, well, whatever. The yeah, things in the deal. freezer that will no longer be in the freezer. But I think it could work. I think it'll be good. You know, put the yeah, mustard like, inside, uh, you know. Ooh, ooh, yes, yes. I like that. Mm. So, All right. That All right. Hmm. Good luck That's with that. Thank you. I will, I will update everybody. I know you'll be anxiously <laughs> awaiting how this goes. Uh, and I will do that on next week's episode. So until we talk again, thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.